It's going to be one of those days. <laughs> it's really going to be one of those days. I don't understand what is going on here. Cowabunga, brah! It's pizza time. We're back in the summer of sick. Uh, pizza time. <laughs> pizza time. Um, summer of sick, volume two. Lots to talk about today on the podcast, Real Rotten, the definitive podcast for movies underneath 25% of Rotten Tomatoes. I am your host, Nick, and that is Steven, Donatello, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Rafael Ramirez. Yeah, we just had a conversation earlier. You changed um, your middle name to Rafael. More Rafael. I've come to realize over the years that I've always wanted to be Michelangelo, but yeah, I've, but my destiny has always lied in Rafael. Judging by how you uh, your mood this morning, I would say you're more Rafael. If we're gonna, if Dude, we're gonna be honest. Dude, hook me up. I don't want to make a fucking scene. Oh, it's too late. I already made a couple of scenes. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with. A very special guest, uh, first time on the podcast, not his last time, unless he hates us and refuses to come back after this is over. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, David Tetla. How's it going? Yay, David. Long How time coming, you? David. Uh, uh, happy to have you. Honored, honored and pleasure to be on the show to discuss this uh, third installment of the Ninja Turtle film. We are doing TMNT number three from 1993. It is the 30-year anniversary of this film. Yeah. Which is kind of a, a lot to take in. A lot to take in. It's uh, It gives me questions about my mortality, uh, most definitely. But before we get to that, I just want to get to know you really quick, David. So we have a, a small, short game. Uh, you are D-Tedla to a lot of us out there in the real world. Uh, and the D, for... These get degrees, but we want to get your A plus recommendations for three categories of films. Okay. So the first category is going to be it doesn't have to be your favorite or the best. It just has to be an A film from the sports category. What is your sports A list movie? Pop quiz, hot shot. It's a great question. You know, I'm I'm not. Uh, I would have to say. Um, Denzel Washington, coaching this high school. I don't know. It's so it's such a great film. It's, it's slipping my mind. He got remember the Titans. He, he got game. Remember the Titans. <laughs> he got game. Which is my That's favorite what it football is. Team. Hilarious. Favorite football team. Favorite football team. Tennessee Titans. And I couldn't remember the name. Remember the Titans. Oh, big Titans the, energy. Could not remember the Titans. Yeah, yeah, Titan, Titan up, up for David. David. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say remember the Titans. Uh, he got game. Really good film by uh, Spike Lee. Yeah. Spike Lee joint. Uh, Most definitely. But uh, I would say Remember the Titans. It's a good one. I think that there's there's no person that has ever been wrong when they say Remember the Titans is a, is an excellent movie. I mean, it's so far been the uh, quintessential 21st century uh, sports film. It is the it's the one where you've it was the first movie I remember crying with with your buddies, you know. Uh, maybe Hardball could have been right before that, but mm. remember the Titans when your Gary Bertier gets in the accident, they they do all the things right. You know, it's good. For, no, category number two, superheroes, the thing you're also an expert in besides sports. Uh, superhero film. What is your A-list movie? Uh, it's The Dark Knight, and it's not even 
They're close. Oh, wow. I think that is, to me, the standard of, of, of superhero films. But if, if, if I were to take that one away, I would say any of the, um, I would say like Avengers Endgame would come in. Okay. All controversial takes on this podcast, by the way. <laughs> Nobody on, a, on the podcast doesn't, uh, does like the Dark Knight or Avengers Endgame. They all think it's terrible. We love, uh, we love the Dark Knight. We love Avengers. Uh, but we do like to give our producer Kyle shit about both of those things on multiple occasions as often as possible. Yeah, I remember when, when the Dark Knight came out. I, I I think I went four times, probably. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's the only movie I've ever seen in IMAX. Also. Oh wow! wow. Up until we up until Oppenheimer. Up until you got yeah, real uh, Oppie. Wow! Yeah, you yeah, need... got to go see that in IMAX. Also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a true experience. True Christopher Nolan. A experience. true Christopher Nolan experience. We went and saw it this last weekend, and uh, there are no trailers at the beginning of Oppenheimer, and <laughs> yeah. we Spoiler found that alert. out the hard way. <laughs> Spoiler alert! We walked in five minutes into the movie, so it looks like we're gonna have to do that again. We're cutting all that out. The last category of movie is streaming. We're going triple S, sports, superheroes, and streaming. What's a good streaming movie uh, that you, you would give an A? I know this is this is tough. It could just be any movie that you've seen streaming. Man, okay. Um, so I guess that'd be like a, like a Netflix film yeah, or like something. A, yeah, Netflix like joint, <laughs> Spike <laughs> Lee would say. And a and yeah. uh, follow-up question, is it Kareem and Coffee? Because uh, <laughs> it's not a bad movie. <laughs> no, um, I can't really give you a good one, but I do have uh, – I, I, Nick, I think I was bugging you about this one, but it seems as if Liam Neeson is just strictly straight to streaming these days. Uh, I, I've – Amazon seems to have a bunch of his films on there where he's just doing the exact same thing where he's uh I think the one you mentioned was a save the day, you know? Blacklight? <laughs> oh, Blacklight. Yeah. Which is bad. There's, there's bad. all sorts of one. Uh I think I recently <laughs> saw one with um man, uh Jake Gyllenhaal. Is oh, yeah, yeah, film? yeah. Oh where yeah, no, I know what movie you're talking the, about. The Robin a Bank. Ambulance. Ambulance. That is not yeah. a streaming movie, but it is streaming. Oh. It, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nick Nick saw that in the theaters. Oh, let's go with Ambulance. I like that as a choice. Ambulance with uh, Anthony Mackie and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. All right. All right, so yeah, that's the last thing I remember seeing that I actually thought was not bad um uh, streaming. Well, no, I didn't know that. I agree. I, didn't with know that. That was in I think it's I think it's more of a streaming movie, uh, Ambulance. Uh and I think it's a pretty quality feature. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal really going for it in that movie. So you you got to love when Jake really <laughs> really acts the acts way too hard <laughs> in a film yeah. by Michael Bay where they just destroy things. Yep. Tough 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 film. Budget 40 million, box office 52. Ugh. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Not Oof. a good take. Not a good take. <laughs> now it's time for uh yeah speaking of speaking of box office barbenheimer brought movies back from the dead they really did right before they die again uh this fall once all the movies get pushed to the next year because of the strike yep so first of all we we support the strike and uh, we also support barbenheimer we have done uh i've done both films you are still in any uh yeah in any linear it. form you can start with barbie and end with oppie or you can do oppie and then end with barbie now that i've seen both i would say the correct Order is Oppenheimer and then Barbie. I, I I would assume so. Uh, they're That's both exactly actually, 
both existential crisis yeah. movies, it seems like. Uh, but but yeah, the, the I feel like the more positive image uh, image and message lies within uh, the Barb. Is that the order that you did, David? That's what I did. I did the uh, I try to cram it in both matinees, you know, to get a nice discount on yeah. the, uh, the ticket prices. <laughs> Spent about five and a half hours at the theater, but you know, it was seven uh, hours of commercial free <laughs> movies. <laughs> yes, basically what it was is just uh, it was a uh, it was a great time, you know. Yeah, I thought Oppenheimer just keeps you engaged throughout, even though it's a three-hour film, and then it really Barbie does. Was, yeah, it really does. Very, Barbie very was a really good. Uh, just a really fun film is the way I would just describe it. I, I, feel would, like I would agree. Barbie is the type of movie you want to see. Like, you know, you see those random Instagram posts of people on a lake and there's a giant movie screen yeah. of people hanging out. That's what you want to see Barbie. Oh, in. like a vibes movie on the beach yeah, with yeah. your buds. Yeah. Oppenheimer, think... you're watching it in a bomb shelter. <laughs> Oppenheimer will be. I, I, feel, I do feel bad for all the women, girlfriends, wives, uh, that will be subjected to Oppenheimer by their local film bro. You know what? I think they'll get uh, a lot out of it uh, simply with uh, the Force of Nature uh, Volume Two. That is Emily Blunt. Yes, Emily Blunt. Uh, you know, uh, hitting home runs in that movie. Okay. Can I, I ask you guys a question? You're the movie buffs here. Uh, Oppenheimer uh, was this? A, is this? Would you call this like a comeback film for uh, Christopher Nolan? Because I have not. I don't think I've attended a. I used to be a guy who's like, man, if he's in it, if he makes it, I'm going. I don't know. It seems he kind of he kind of like got crazy with some stuff. Uh, I think, yeah, stuff, but he's you know. just a he's just the Dunkirk is good and and on rewatches is still good. He's uh, just the Hollywood director. I That's think he what just, it is. It's the Tenet thing that really he refused to back down from Tenet. So he 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 made it come to theaters regardless of COVID, and said. <laughs> This is a great movie. You got to watch it. And then you go to the drive-in and you say, what the fuck is going on for about two and a half hours? <laughs> yeah. So I would call it a comeback film, but it's like a, I'm actually not a comeback film. Bounce back film. Yeah. Okay. We'll go Rebound. bounce. It's not, it's not he, he's not three, he's not out of the league in Japan just yet. Uh, and then working <laughs> his way back via. <laughs> he's uh, Stefan Marbury for, for uh, he's about to get a statue erected and, and, uh, Chung Ching. That's going to be Michael Bay. Michael Bay is going to get hired by just China just to make something. I'm surprised just, it hasn't happened just already. Be like a superstar out there. I mean, yeah, well, it's all the Transformers films, uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. We're going to talk TMNT. Speaking of Michael Bay, Michael speak, Bay. We're talking about TMNT, the anti-Michael Bay, the pre-Michael Bay, Dawn of the Bay. Which is the other one that is also below 25. The first one, correctly. yeah, not the second one. The first Michael Bay uh, yes. produced, which is released in 2014, um, which I didn't know about until like 2017 when they released the sequels. Like there, there was a movie before this. <laughs> um, but no, we're gonna talk about the original. Uh, we're gonna talk about the childhood classic, in my honest opinion. We'll get into that later. But first, let's get a taste. Of the the end, the bookend of the trilogy of the live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Trey Peace. They made history. Hey, all right. Now these turtles. What's going on in here? Our history. Check it out. We're in ancient Japan. They're out of their shells. You missed me. Onto the screen. Awesome. And kicking some samurai butt. Leo, high foot. What was that? You want to run that by me again? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. You were expecting maybe uh, the Adams Family? Rated PG. Starts Friday, March 19th at a theater near you. I forgot how timely that joke is. You were expecting maybe the Adams Family because the Adams Family movies were released at this time, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unreal. 
Unreal. Yeah. Adam's um, family making a comeback, just like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So yeah. good, for, good for those properties, I guess. Shout out to <laughs> Luis. You're into that sort of thing. 19% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number three. What's the, uh, there's no colon. People think no. that it is Turtles in Time because there was a game released around the same time. Around the same time. It that would have made called, sense. That was called Turtles in Time. Yes. Yes. That would have made sense. But no, that's a, a little Berenstein Mandela Mandela. Ah, effect, the right Mandela there, effect. Right yes. There. Classic. Uh, 34% from the audience. So one in three people, probably the child that the two parents were taking to the movies uh, is the one who liked it. I'm movie. your man. I'm your man. It was two out of three in my household. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, me and my brother. Oh, yeah. We for sure saw this in the movie theater. Every single, did some... you see all of them? They. I didn't realize they I all was one it. when the first one came out. So maybe uh, my brother was one. three. Um, so you saw this one in theaters. This I, I remember seeing this in theaters. There yeah. wasn't a lot of violence. This seems like it could have been appropriate. This for... is probably the 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 most kid friendly uh, version outside of the cartoons of the of the Ninja Turtles because the Michael Bay ones get a little get a little weird. Rotten Tomatoes said weird. it's a case of one sequel too many for the heroes in a half shell. Heroes in a half shell with Turtle the tired with the tired time travel plot gimmick failing to s- save the franchise from rapidly diminishing returns. Uh, you you can tell that this is it, this is a last shot for the franchise that they were just like it's phoned in. They they got fifteen million dollars together and they're like we could probably knock this out. They we, were depressed we that the they were depressed that the second one failed. Uh, well, quote unquote failed in comparison to the first one. Yeah. Before we get into the rest of them, David, what's your history with the uh, the TMNT live actions? All right. So I remember I had a next door neighbor. Uh, the Solomon family, Ethiopian family, or next door neighbor. They had in their closet like a, a entire f- room filled of like VHS uh, films, like Disney films. And this oh, wow. was one of them. I, my first introduction was the the first Ninja Turtle film, which I'm sure we'll talk about later maybe. But I I, I love that one. That one's a great, great film. Um, and then once I got a taste of that, I think we had to go to the uh, rent we had to rent the other two mm-hmm. at that point. Saw the ooze. Okay. <laughs> the secret of the and ooze. Then, secret of the saw ooze. this one here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that that's kind of my, and then of course the cartoon that was in on that debuted around was the mid late eighties. Yeah. Um, um, so I remember seeing those. I think that was probably on syndication, like, you know, just uh Saturday morning type of deal. Absolutely. Uh, so, so that was in, my other introduction to them. But uh, just the next door neighbor hooking it up with the uh, the film case, you know, it was like the vertical. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the tower. The, the, yeah. yeah. And then you, then you see um, what was the bottom of the the, the case? You see them uh, underneath the sewer, right? Foreheads pop up with the yeah, with their bandanas over their their eyes. So you know, it was um, yeah, that was my first introduction to the the live action film. All right. All right. I was trying to remember what I remember from all of them before I started my rewatches. Uh, I didn't get to Secret of the Use, so I, I did rewatch. Oh. I did rewatch one and three. Unfortunate. Well, we had an issue last night where uh, Max took them all off of Max at midnight on August first. <laughs> I, I realized us. that because you know I, I pulled it up. I was like, maybe I need to like you know just run through a scene or something. I'm typing it in. It doesn't exist. No, it's Going gone. Paramount Plus. 
I don't know. I don't even know because they're not even on Paramount Plus. So I don't I don't know what the issue yeah, is. They T- just took TMN- them away from us. TMNT three is still available to watch on YouTube. Yeah. So if you're listening it to this podcast, correct. go check and it check out. it out. It's got some Greek subtitles for all you Greeks out there. You greasy you greasy Greeks. Well, it's so Greek, it says Greek subtitles, and then you watch it, there's no subtitles. Yeah, they gotta just they're they up for a bit and then they're gone. The good old Greek swindle. Um but any uh, in any case, uh, number I uh, just want one number one. I did start the rewatch, so I got almost most of the way through it, yep. and then taken off Max. What a different tone in the, comparison to the other films. Though. Yes, the I, first uh, one is like like a mystery. The first one is a, it's amazing. Yeah. It's very good. Really? Yeah. And and like yeah. yeah, it's gritty. The background of every character is there. Like they don't really love the kid. They don't fuck around. It's so good. The kid's so good in it. But halfway I'm through, the one who steals the twenty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then halfway through, I had to uh, I had to switch streams because you know it's not no longer available. The only place I found it available, Vimeo, with a guy talking over it at nice. certain points, comparing it to the 2014 one. And it's this old New Yorker guy who was like, oh, pizza delivery to the sewers. You you could get that in the 90s, but not, not anymore, not in these days, you know? That sounds way more captivating <laughs> was, than the original film. It was wild. He was just like saying things like that interspersed throughout the movie. So you nice. still got to watch most of the movie, but you would occasionally hear like this old New Yorker guy like it. talking about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that's that's how I had to finish the first film. And it, I, I would say it's actually fairly enjoyable. Right. You both are, are lacking on uh, on not doing a rewatch of Secret of the Use. Well, I think, no, David, my favorite. Gonna, David I, did. Uh, David did. I, I need to explain that I've watched not only the, the first, the second, the third. I watched the 2007 version. I watched both Michael oh, wow. Bay films. There you go. I, I, I came in prepared for this. Wow. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you brought the receipts. Unbelievable. We need, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a quasi-expert, but only in the 90s version of the Turtles. I don't know any <laughs> past 2000 in regards to the Ninja Turtles, so I'm glad we got uh, some... some. Uh, I saw the 2014 reference. one because it was so bad because I thought we were going to do it for the podcast, so I went and checked it out, and then I was like, oh, when are we going to do this? And then we just never did. Just never so happened. I'm really glad that I got that one out of the way. It's a future contender. Trust me. We're, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it one day. When they release the new sequel to the latest ones, which is now 97% Rotten yeah. Tomatoes, so it's there you it's go. It's killing it right now. Yeah, Mutant Mayhem. Anyway, Check it out. Let's get to our blurbs. Uh, my blurbs from James Rodinelli, uh, now enemy of the podcast. He said the first film was bad, second was worse, and the third was almost unbearable. He's such a he's such Come a on, wet James. towel, James. James, why uh, are you doing this, to James Rodinelli? Uh, you're unbearable. <laughs> okay, a stretch, but uh, we'll take it. It's accepted. Ding, yeah, ding ding. Yeah. Uh, what is your blurb, Stephen? Mine's from a, a friend of the show, Janet Maslin. Yep, Janet. Uh, New York Times. Uh, stating the turtles themselves are better natured than ever and even nicely mellowed. They were very mellow in this She one. wasn't harsh in my mellow when she said that, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I liked the turtles in this movie. I thought they were pretty uh, the easily the most watchable part of the movie. I agree. And in all the ways. Uh, David, did you have a, a critic blurb you wanted to shout out? I got one from, uh, from Rotten Tomatoes. This guy, Tim Brayton, said, rinky-dink production values and sheer mindlessness and creative bankruptcy. Wow. Ricky Dick, <laughs> the phrase that's coming back thanks to 21 Savage. Is that true? <laughs> I mean, it's in that it's in that one song. Kids on TikTok just saying rinky dink everywhere. Yeah, riding in a rinky dink. I would agree. The the most glaring part of this movie that we will get to is the budget. Yeah. You can you can really tell how um how uh, dressed down this movie is. It really had three ninjas two. vibes in that they were like, We need to just have yeah. fights in fields. Fights yeah. in fields time. We only have two outside locations, everything else is in the studio. <laughs> yes. Everything else is in the studio in Glendale. Yeah. 
uh, uh, Roger Ebert did not review this film, but a, a little, he has a history with live action. Uh, right. TMNT. He said, I bent over backwards to be fair to the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, which he gave two and a half stars. And he gave Secret of the Ooze one star. He said uh, about the original one, he said, probably the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie ever. Now we have a sequel subtitled The Secret of the Ooze, and I may not get what I want, but I get what I deserve. You know what? He does. You do, Raj. Uh, the Secret except of the Dying is, Young. That's your number one. That's the only thing you didn't deserve was Dying <laughs> Young. That's all I got to say. Wow. We don't have to bring up his death every time, you know? Sorry. He's he's not alive. <laughs> <laughs> We're praising a dead man. Um, yeah. yeah. Directed by Stuart Gillard. Gilliard. Who also uh, he's done tons of TV movies, but he also did Rocket Man. My guy, Stewart, <laughs> love Stewart. Uh, this this didn't have the, as much Rocket uh, Man vibes as uh, I wanted it to. Future uh, Contender, I think. I mean, yeah, but but be. I mean, all the one liners are there. Not a lot of physical humor, I guess, is what is what I needed more in uh, TMNT three. They tried and it didn't work. Yeah, they didn't try with the one liners that much either. Uh, they let him write some, but whatever. oh, they tried. They they really laid into the one liners. Uh, the only notable crew that I wanted to uh, talk about was Eric Allard, who who created the All Effects Company okay. AEC, which is the ones who took over for Jim Henson after the first two films. Mm-hmm. So Henson did the first two puppets for the first two movies. Yep, and uh, Eric Allard did this one, and I thought that they looked pretty good. Um, he's he's also been nominated for an Oscar for Stuart Little, my guy. The for little, the SFX? Mouse, the mouse in a boat. Yeah, the special effects for it. Interesting. Okay. So good for Stuart Little. Uh, I did watch a behind-the-scenes feature about the animatronics of the face that they use in this movie. Yeah. And it's like one joystick and one hand puppet sort of thing that is all digital. And then they, they move those to create like all the different expressions and words. And he did the vowels like E-E-I-O-U. With the mouth. Of, oh, that's pretty crazy. Of the turtles. And yeah. It is pretty nuts. Yeah, it's pretty elaborate, the practical effects. We'll talk about it a, a little bit later. Um, but yeah, but let's talk about the actors. A lot of returns from the from the franchise, specifically Paige Turco as April O'Neil mm-hmm. and Elias Coteas as uh, our own Good Casey for Jones. Good for Elias. Uh, for all you Grateful Deadheads. Um, yeah, Casey Jones. Uh, what about the Paige, the Paige Turco? So... Yeah, April only. It's interesting. So she she joins on the second film because the actress in the first one, I guess, wanted more money. Is that something like that? that. Yeah, they recast her because oh, of uh, man, that, conflict. That, that, yeah, that was that was bad. Too. It was bad. It was <laughs> yeah. the beginning of the end. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> the the original April O'Neil looks most like the April O'Neil from the comic. I books. thought she was a redhead. She is like strawberry, strawberry blonde. Yeah. Like they try to do that with a uh, page and it just doesn't. They work. made She's her. A brunette. They made her like. Early '90s, you know, like uh, Sarah Connor, very Sheena haircut. Easton, yeah, she Sheena Easton vibes. Sheena Easton on a on the train. Yep, I would agree with you, David. Uh, I wouldn't when I watched the first one. I was like, that kid, that's not Paige Turco, is it? And it was not. <laughs> yeah, it's like they try to pull a fast one on us, like it was the uh, Prince of Bel Air. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. yeah. Just like, no, 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 no. Quick, uh, quick side note of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. For the second year at my summer camp, uh, I was able to tell the history of my life and by singing the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song, and all the kids thought I was from West Philadelphia and born and raised <laughs> there. 
And uh, congratulations, they, they you're old. They don't know. They yeah. don't know. Yeah, you're just old. You just you need really, to stop referencing things from 30 years ago. <laughs> no, I just it's my it's my test to see if any of the kids know any anything from our past. And it turns out they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't care. They don't care. David, you watch the new Bel Air. They don't have the theme song in it, do they? Uh, there's uh, it's a quick one. It's like 15 seconds, and it's just uh, there's no. It's just like the it's name just the of instrumental. The show just pops up. Okay, that's it. It's just like a little music sting, basically. Interesting. Great show, though. I would highly recommend Bel Air on Peacock. Yeah. On the cock. Oh, Universal Property, too. The uh, the original uh, TMNT. The first one. Now it's New Line Cinema for the third one. Really? It yeah. was a Universal release for the first Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I did not know that. I thought it was all New Line. That's the title line. card that I saw when I uh, when it, when it I wrapped it up today. Maybe it was just a New Yorker guy pulling a fast one. It yeah. could have been. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's entirely that possible. It does make sense because the beginning of each film, I guess, right, has that New Line cinema yeah. thing except yeah. the first one. Right? Yeah. Hence why it was on Max. Um, all right. Uh, continuing on down the cast line, you had Stuart Wilson as Walker, who's the big bad in this, who is the the, the British explorer, Eng- Englishman, armsman, uh, munitions man. Yeah, He's English. He's tra- British. Trader. Yeah. Um, salesman. Yeah, gun yeah. gun salesman. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Uh, trying to sell guns to um, to a nation that was totally isolationist. Uh, Sab. Speaking of nations, you had Lord Nornaga as a uh, Sab Shimono. Sab Shimono is a big uh, Japanese that guy of the '90s. He was big in the the sequel to. He was the big bad in the in the Three Ninjas sequel. He was. He's the big bad in the uh, the Ninja Turtle sequel. I knew I recognized him from Ninjas Kick Back. Yeah, yeah. He was the uh, he was the TV executive on Seinfeld where Jerry tried to sell his uh, pilot. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, he's <laughs> he's in, in a lot of eight. stuff. He's in a lot of random stuff. Big that guy. Um, you know, I I wish he I wish he didn't age so uh, so much because I'd love to see him in more things. Uh, Vivian Wu as Mitsu. Vivian Wu uh, making a comeback in the after party. Yes, she's in the after party season two. Yes, yes. Uh, but she's a big uh, famous Chinese actress. Uh, Mark Mark Casso as Leo. Uh, so these are the. This is where it gets all confusing. So these are the people that play the live action versions. You have Mark Casso, Matt Hill, Jim Raposa, and David Fraser uh, yeah. as as the four turtles. Apparently they're karate experts. And couldn't a, couldn't tell you. <laughs> a couple of them do their voices, but not all of them. Uh, like Mark Casso does. Yes, Mark Casso does, and then uh, but but the other voices uh are are. So two are returns. I think Donatello and Michelangelo are returning voices from the original franchises. The only new voice is our guy Corey. Corey Feldman, voice of Donatello, returning from the first film. He was in the first film. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I. I so see, there, there, therein lies the the contractual disputes here. We have the first film, well, Corey Feldman. Second rehab, film, non. Yeah, he was in rehab. Wow. <laughs> kind of like the the facts that was going to come up. Well, there's yeah. your contractual obligations, right they there. Said, he said he. It said in the trivia that he was only paid fifteen hundred dollars for the first film because he was in rehab. Wow. So he wanted more money for this coming back and then they said yeah but then they just gave him <laughs> then they just gave him the 1500 <laughs> so <laughs> so who knows who to believe there uh Corey Feldman doing a whole a whole ass movie for $1500 that sounds insane <laughs> man in that suit ooh <laughs> anything for a fix i really wonder what those suits were like that's what my main research i spent Hours trying to find out heavy rubber, trying to find anything like of them getting into the suits or anything. All I know is heavy rubber, and they're not in the suits. the The martial artists are, and they're doing ADR. Yeah, this is what we need. Uh, 
that large VHS tower for David, the one that you originally saw it on, because yeah. I'm sure there's like some featurette on there. Yeah. Like on a second VHS tape. <laughs> Stay tuned before the movie. Yeah. <laughs> to to listen to Corey Feldman talk about how he loves Donatello and making random scientific uh, phrases uh, uh, try to work. Trying to make random scientific phrases. Uh, but wait, whatever. No one cares. They're children. This is an eight-year-old market. Donatello and Leonardo, they have a lot of crossover in that they both can can be nerds, but then you, one's like the more jockey nerd and the other one's a more nerdy nerd. Like, yeah. where, where do they get off? Yeah. They, it's hard to tell the difference. Yeah. Um, release date for this film, March 19, 1990. Oh, wait. No, it's not. No, it is not. 1993. 1993. March, March 19, 1993. Rated PG. Runtime, hour 36. Pretty quick. Uh, could be... Could have been quicker. Could be 10 minutes shorter. <laughs> yes. Slightly 10 minutes shorter. Only six minutes over the ideal runtime. I so. think the six minute bleed is the dance sequences, which we'll talk about. <laughs> Taglines. Uh, their tagline for this film, the most exciting adventure in 400 years. There you go. No. No. It's not true? You no. don't believe that one? No. No, I don't think so. It should have been Turtles in Time, you know? Yeah, Turtles Just in Time. Just to be like, hey, this game is completely different, but it's the Ninja Turtles back in time. Pretty dumb. Uh, tag, you're it, Nick. Uh, I was going to go on the time travel thing and the triple T alliteration. Turtles in time is like right there. So that was uh, mine was time traveling turtles. We're talking about turtles in time so much. It makes me want to play the game. Again. If I was going to re redo it, I would have done the the meme. I love turtles. I like turtles. I like turtles. <laughs> Just have yeah. that little kid have his face <laughs> on there. And then uh, the quote box say, I like yeah. turtles. Shout out to that guy for for continuing on with that legacy, going to the movie premiere, <laughs> looking like the looking like himself in 2007. Yeah, good for him. Um, it was quick, easy, simple. You might as well, especially if the setting's going to be primarily in um, Feud in feudal Japan, in good old Nippon. It's um, welcome to the land of the rising shell. There you go. That's it. That's all I, you need. I guess. I mean, I guess. That's all you need. I am IG. Plot keyword, splinter character, April O'Neil character, sequel to cult film. Uh, that's cool. Hey. And arcade game and mutant. Yeah. I mean, sequel to cult film because Secret of the Use uh, was a uh, turn people into. Uh, oh, wait. No, I'm thinking of the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> What's mind. the se Secret of the Use? Se uh, Secret of the Use is basically they, they have a mutant, they have a mutant mutation ooze. And that Shredder yes. uses it to uh, create his bad guys to fight the Ninja Turtles. Oh. It's the same ooze that created uh, the Ninja Turtles. The Turtles, yeah. So they were trying to drain all of it. And there was like one last canister in the foot come in there with that uh, bald guy who comes out, you know, just who all just grunts. It's his only lines. He just he doesn't talk. He just grunts. Yeah. And that guy moves with a foot. <laughs> so he's able to capture that last canister and they're able to get these two animals. and Taka and Razor. Yep. yep, and then oh, that's talking yeah. razor. Yeah, okay, that's razor. Yeah. So that's where they get those two, and you know, Shredder's upset because they're babies, you know, because so. yep. <laughs> they act like babies. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. I like Not these babies. monsters. Yeah, I, I never got too far in the arcade game. Roger Ebert alluded to this. He said that if if you have a Nintendo at home, you're probably familiar with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and uh, it's a highly addictive video game, and I love playing it. Right, but yeah. he, he said after the second level, he had to he had to stop. Because he was concerned for his mental health. 
Oh, okay, you get too into it. Yeah, too into it. Oh man, yeah. I never got, got past. I never it. got past the second level as a as a child uh, playing that game, so I never had to worry about getting oh, no. too into it. <laughs> I needed help. Uh, good thing uh, me and my brother tag teamed and uh, beat the game at least once. At wow. least once. Brag. It's tough. It's tough. Um, yeah. Budget allegedly seventeen between seventeen and twenty one. Seventeen and twenty one. Uh, alleged take. Between forty two and fifty four, okay, worldwide. So I think that made some money. It made its money back. Like, wh- wh- what are we complaining about here? You this, doubled your money. This is the original. Um, this is how streaming movies used to work. It probably made a lot of money on VHS. Uh, last VHS release, potentially VHS. I would say it made more money back in toy sales. That's probably where the br- the bread and butter was. Yeah, I definitely had a TMNT three, a uh, uh, couple action figures. Were they wearing their little yep. samurai outfits? Yeah, they're all samurai that out. Makes a lot of sense. Removable faceplate, that sort of thing. Pretty I have cool. to say that I probably remember this parts of this one as much as I remember the other two before I rewatched. Yeah, where just like off the top, if you were like, "Oh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action," I'd be like, "They were in Japan." Weirdly enough, the April quotes uh, uh, I remember most of all. Like, I don't know why. You're right. That is weirdly enough. Yeah. Because she, like, her just insulting the British people, mostly. (laughs) is what I remember most. (laughs) Trivia! David, you want to share any trivia before we get into it? Okay, I think, uh, let's see, what did I have? Um, I like that, I was never aware of it, but the, there was going to be a fourth installment of this film, TMNT, The Next Mutation. And that's where it says the ooze that transformed the turtles and Splinter was still in their bodies, causing a much more drastic second mutation. Yeah. Um, then I just I never knew this, but they made a TV show in a live action. Yeah. Yeah. Ninja Turtles: The Next Mutation, which I found on YouTube, but I watched ten minutes of the first episode. And I was like, man, <laughs> this is very bad. So, uh, I, I faintly uh, remember like, like the live action like uh, um, spots of like the so, oh like Leonardo saying, "Don't change that channel. We'll be right back on Fox Kids." <laughs> did like, they did they look way freakier? No, they oh, look man. yeah they look I mean, just like puppet mutants still. It, it's a little different. You know, they got their initials of their first letter names on like their chest now, and some of them have like. You know, the bandana that covers their eyes, some cover the top of their head also, you know. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely different. Definitely different. Oh, yeah. Now that, yeah, now it's a... Uh, it's an amalgamate yeah. of all the previous media. Uh, so including that that kind of blew me, blew my mind. I didn't, I didn't even know that that even existed. That oh, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. It was a thing. I didn't know that as live action. I thought they just made a show out of it. I mean, then they, this is the only live action TV show the rest are Man, I probably watched that. I probably watched that. Probably like in between uh, Life with Louie and uh, and that other Fox Kids show, <laughs> right? Big Bad Beetleborgs. Of <laughs> Big course, Big Bad Beetleborgs. <laughs> of course, yeah. Uh, double double stream with Shark, the Shark one. Oh, Street Shark. Street Shark. Yeah, come on, come on. Let's be real here. Yeah. Uh, my favorite trivia was the co- Raphael's costume from this film was sold at auction in 2020 as part of a fundraising thing for between three thousand and five thousand dollars. I feel like I read that article. Because um, they were they somebody somebody located all the number three prop costumes and they were all just kind of melting in storage and so they were like hey let's sell these off I would have bought that I, I would have used uh, my uh, I think you can still buy the should have used my COVID stimulus to yeah, buy that I think you can still buy the Leonardo for a few grand really so maybe uh, maybe it's still it can happen for you yeah I think that'll be my uh, that'll be like my uh, 
my present to my brother for his like 50th birthday. <laughs> Just like Leonardo a, de- a decrepit Leonardo yeah. outfit. <laughs> fully... His teeth are like super exposed. Yeah, on a mannequin. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> if we're going to get into that, let's talk about the teeth. The teeth do look like, you know, those people that sell like fake tomatoes that have faces and then you see that like like the like oh, the angry yeah, orange yeah, or whatever yeah. the annoying orange they all look like the annoying orange the the ninja turtles with their teeth they all the straight across teeth the weird ch- uh, square teeth it's like what they gave Chiclet sonic teeth. the first time yeah. yeah sonic's original teeth they all have that look to it it's like someone just put dentures in a tomato and say this is this is a turtle I guess when people see something smile, they they automatically they're more likely to buy it unless it's like that. Don't smile like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you mind if I disagree with something that you said earlier, Nick? Which was about the uh, costumes. And oh, I think you said you liked it. I liked it. I I I hated it. I hated <laughs> the the look of it. The spots that are on them, they looked a little like uh, I don't know. It was just if it looked very like they had no more <laughs> budget left uh, and uh and they just created these new costumes i don't know why they continued to every movie it felt like they changed the look yeah of the turtles i don't yeah. know if it was just to make it more kid friendly but cuz they're know. always mutating brother yeah, the thir- I, guess, the- I guess they're getting older you know they're not teenagers out there i don't know the third one they really cleared up they was like they were they were nice and clean the first one when i so I watched the third one first, and then I went back and watched the first one, and I was like, "These characters are way." It's like you said, the the grittier is obvious there. They're dirtier. You can tell it's got real Jim Henson vibes. Yeah, they used a totally different puppet company, so that's why they probably look so different. I just thought I thought the facial expressions were were nice, and they uh, they looked they looked clean, even though they probably shouldn't have been clean since they live in a sewer. <laughs> Movie plot, Stephen. <laughs> let's let's get, just get into let's it. Let's just plot into it. <clears throat> Movie plot, according to Rotten Tomatoes, uh, reporter April O'Neil uh, purchases, purchases an ancient Japanese scepter that can cause uh, those simultaneously holding it in different centuries to switch places in time. When she's transported to 16th century Japan, I think it was 17th century, her crime-fighting pals, the TMNT, pursue her. After landing in the past, the turtles learn April has been captured by the villain, villainous Lord Norinaga, and to rescue her, they must team up with a rebel leader, Misu, played by Vivian Wu. That's a, I guess that's clear enough. What a MacGuffin. I mean, this, the, the scepter, the saber scepter. of it all was yeah. really the worst part of the movie. I thought it was a torch. <laughs> like, it's a scepter, but it has like a light in the middle, uh, but it looks like a weather vane. I, I don't, I, yeah, a lot of, a lot of weirdness going on with, uh, with that MacGuffin for sure. Yeah. It's like when they, it's like Spider-Man, like the whole reason the multiverse exists right now in the MCU is just because Spider-Man didn't want to tell somebody, like tell somebody a hard truth, you know, (laughs) keep it a secret. Yeah. I don't want to have to say this to somebody. And then boom, here we are. Now we're entering phase nine or six and a half. Yeah. They don't know where we're going. Yeah. All because they just made one decision. Just that Spider-Man had to do that. Whatever though. This is not a Spider-Man podcast. Nerd never never will be. (laughs) Oh, they're too good. Uh, you're making a scene. Spider um, Verse. Making a scene. Uh, did you have any scene you wanted to talk about? The only thing that we need to talk about, and it's going to be throughout the rest of this podcast, are the dance sequence bookends. So the beginning of the movie, you have the 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 preview, which is uh, 
the preview, which is like the lead up. What do you call that? The preface? They're prefacing it with a Pro, uh, uh, prologue. The prologue. Yeah. A lot of peas. Pop them a peas here. Uh, <laughs> the, with uh, the, the, the whole chase of the the Lord's son through a forest. Yep. And Misu just watching. Yeah. Uh, and then they capture him and then they take him back to the. Apparently, they're taking him back to the castle. And then it just starts. Yeah, There's, the, the then movie, a, then the a train mo- happens. Yeah, the movie starts with the flashback, and then starts in that red, like sepia or that red filter. Rising sun. Yeah, the red filter. I was like, wow, this is gonna be sick. We got some Kurosawa. <laughs> this this shout is outs. gonna be good. Yeah, and then no. And then it, it took a, a very fast detour, and then we're back. And then we had the intro credits with the Ninja Turtles, and then they're dancing to uh, "I Just Want to Rock," and then they're doing the Bushwhackers dance. Yeah, I loved that dance. They're doing. They're they're pr- apparently practicing all of their martial arts skills. I love that they just spend most of their time. They would be really good in the TikTok generation where they just spend their time practicing dance moves and martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're hitting best of both worlds there. This is me, Michelangelo Bros. I'm here on TikTok trying to show you how to sidekick. That should be the, that should have been the intro credits if it was taking place in 2023. It's like them doing their training and, and you can see like it's live and then there's people liking and commenting. Are you going to see the new one, David? Yes, yes, yes. Thanks for oh. the likes. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. <laughs> It kind of gives me the vibes of the, uh, the you know, the, like the new Spider-Man films, the, you know, the Spider-Verse. Very films. similar animation. Uh, it, yeah, it, it looks kind of like, gives you, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I, I'm going to see it right after this. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, 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 I'm horny for herps right now. Is that now. true? I'm horny for herps Ter- right now. Terrapins, yeah, let's yeah. go. I mean, there, it, it, a couple day, there's a couple day, uh, day showings right now. Is there um, a specific scene that stuck out to you, David? Uh, <laughs> let's see. I think uh, the headphones, you know, April Neal's headphones, yep. being chopped up. Yeah, that was a big. Uh, <laughs> I, that didn't that didn't sit well with me because it, so the whole theory is that she it's full matter displacement. Yes, except their clothing. So wouldn't the Walkman be in her old clothing? So it should belong to the the Lord's son. You found the the loophole of the movie that that's, doesn't make any chronological sense. The, <laughs> F, yep, there, there F you go. That had that had that make it into the time travel S tier movie. Um, <laughs> then another scene with music was the, uh, towards the end where Casey Jones is trying to get those guys out of there. And I was, and I was reading about the song. Apparently yeah. that song, uh, some wrestler uses that in AEW. Jungle now. Boy. That's Jungle Boy's <laughs> <Yeah>. theme music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, the song's called Jungle Boy. So, that was funny, but the one thing, um, the scene, I guess that would I would have to say is um, Michelangelo at the end. It's like I'm not going back. I'm staying here, and it's just like man, this felt like Michelangelo was like, well, you know, not getting enough touches in the first two films, and so they said, all right, this is the film we let you cook, because he was like in everything. It felt like you know he's the one who caught the scepter. He's the one who's uh, you know right. He's everywhere in this film, and uh, it, it, make it a big scene towards the end. It's like I'm not going back. <laughs> it, it might have been a trope of the Ninja Turtles movie if I'm it, it, the franchises from the beginning, if I remember correctly, because I know either the first or second movie was a lot of focus on Raphael. The first was Raphael, and then the second movie it focuses a lot on who someone was, else. Who was the either so, Leonardo or Donatello? I, mean, I don't David, remember. David, who who was the focus of the second one? Was there one? Well, I, I thought in the second film, yeah, there's a little, little Raphael's another guy who gets. He kind of gets some. He's the one who gets captured by Shredder in the foot because he's uh, spying. I'm forgetting. I don't know why I'm forgetting the kid's name. Who they meet? Keanu, I think his name is. So, it's like I thought it was like Daniel or some some weird thing. Like that, that. might have been the first one. That was the first. One. Oh yeah, yeah. Daniel. Oh oh, you're talking about Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah. Um, yes. 
Uh, the one who's the pizza delivery guy in the beginning in that Secret of the News. Who's got some sweet karate moves for being a pizza yes. delivery boy. So remember, he's the one who's like trying to sneak him in, Raph into the uh, into the foot's like hideout. So uh, you know, and he Freddie. So it's kind of you know a little Raph. Oh, Kino, Kino's the driver. Kino, Kino. Yeah, 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 there you go. Kino, Kino that's right. Got there. <laughs> My favorite gambling. Uh, so I would say the second film. It, I don't know if there was a, a central focus on, on an individual. Well, it tends um, to be the thing is like that's yeah. that's why the so so the rumor is that the next vi- big video game um, coming out is going to be Raphael as like uh, the the on- his only like samurai like he's he's a Ronin basically yeah. like that's his alter ego is Ronin and um, he goes and fights crime on his own own levels because he splits from the Ninja Turtles because he feels like he's not being heard or warranted or wanted whatever. So the next video game is like a Witcher or or Spider Man or like Grand Theft Auto type video game, but it's Raphael and you're fighting crime just as him doing side quests and main quests and things like that, which I'm all for. Even though he has the uh, the second worst weapon. He does, but uh, that's why he <laughs> has an alter ego where he's like, "I want the sword," and then, oh, okay. and, then and then that's why um, in well, the third, Raphael, a real real go at his own guy, not a team player. Kind yeah. of kind of sounds like toxic, exactly toxic locker room. He's very guy. he's very like I I can do this all on my own sort of thing, and it, this movie sort of alludes to it. Like if we're gonna talk about scenes, let's talk about the beginning of the movie. You where you think he, that it's gonna be about Raphael, yeah. because of the beginning because he movie. blows up the 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 stereo while they're doing their dance sequence. Everybody's like a WT. <laughs> Yeah, bros, we were just listening to some crunchy tunes. And then April shows up and she's got the gifts for everybody. And one of the gifts is the the fedora or the, the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raphael wears that hat in the comic books to, to be like, I'm going to try to blend in with humans. And he wears a deep, big ass trench coat. He wears that in, hat. The, in the first movie. Yeah, too, yeah. And, yeah. The, and that the, the first movie alludes to that as well. But it, like, like that's his alter ego in the comic books as being this Ronin esque character. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Very interesting. Well, yeah. Back to your point, David, Michelangelo focus of it all where he is all of a sudden the main character, but he do- all he does is like just fall. He just constantly falls in love with white women or like <laughs> with, with these <laughs> with the Asian lady. And I just feel so bad for him. He's he's teenage. So I guess his hormones are always raging, but he, he's a turtle. It's just not gonna work. Yeah. It's just, it's just not gonna work. That was. Like, uh, got, uh, Splinter's got to pull him to the side, man. It's like, hey, man, uh, it's gonna work out. <laughs> He's like, I'm a rat. You're a turtle. <laughs> We're both scum. We got to get with our own kind. You know, there might be some real freaky people out there, but we don't want to associate with them either. But uh, somebody was the guy that I was watching do the read redo of the first one uh he said he was talking about in the megan fox one in the 2014 that all the turtles are just like we gotta hook up with megan fox yeah <laughs> like she's so hot <laughs> i mean yeah. they're the that's a trope though the the turtles are all hot for april but obviously april isn't hot for the turtles <laughs> so that's the big uh that's the big point of contention like the love triangle is casey april and the and the turtles yeah like, it's that's, the will they won't they of it all it's yeah. like <laughs> talk, talk about putting on the bit like why bring back casey jones only for him to be a chaperone yeah Barely in it, which which you're underutilizing, Casey. He even says it in the movie. He's like, damn, missed out on all the fun because he could have been in a battle with the Japanese uh, feudal society. Going back to that scene where they do uh, they do have to bring the boys back and they're all in the club dancing to that one song. That was the funniest part of the that was the funniest part of the movie. I actually laughed out loud at that. Baltimore is the artist, by the way. And yeah, the song yeah. is called Tarzan Boy. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I'm going to have to crank that Soldier Boy later uh, on today. Absolutely. Uh, any, uh, any more Are You For Reals uh, that we want to we wanna dive into? I think that, well, I kind of already touched on it, but the, the MacGuffin of the Scepter, and then did the plot make any sense? They So they go, here's, here's what I think happened. You have to tell me if I'm right. Okay. I think I know the plot really well. They go... So April uh, April goes back, then they follow her back, and then they have to try to just, you know, get her in return. But meanwhile, in Japan, so here's what's happening. The son of the shogun. The daimyo. Daimyo. He, he's the one who gets transported back, which causes like a bit of rust. There's a rebel who's going against the daimyo. daimyo? Yes. Yes. The beginning starts with the son being like, I'm I'm against your unjust war. And so what it is is the daimyo is so- trying to take over this 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 pack of this village or, or this this other clan so yeah. he can consolidate and yeah. gain more resources for his clan. But he and wants to take them over by force using yes. the guns and she's he the He doesn't le- want to use the guns. He so doesn't that's, want to use that's the, the trope is like we can do this myself. I don't need your British influence to be like oh to take over all this shit and the British dude's like look I He's want like, you to buy this blimey. so you can be in a debt to me and so I can be a, a Japanese warlord myself. I mean look at my hair. Hello chap. Um, Have some guns won't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but it, it, he gets worn down over time because the sun goes missing, and then uh, the 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 Kappa show up, the evil turtle demons show up, yeah. and he's got to fight the turtle demons. And he fought them once; he couldn't beat them, so that's why he eventually succumbs to Walker's proposal. And then Walker's like, "Oh, I have control over you now because I, I just wanted this magic scepter for, because I knew about the power somehow, some way." Okay, so what you're telling me is it doesn't make much sense anyway. Guys, it's kind of convoluted. <laughs> Kind of. Convoluted. I didn't really get how the rebel lady like fit into everything. She's the love interest, so the of the son. So the son is like, yeah. I I'm against this war because I'm in love with Misu. Until Michelangelo falls in love with her, and then there's the, another love triangle. And then once there's again, the love triangle. Once again, the turtles going against God's way and just trying to be incestual <laughs> and 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 Beast, beastie, bestial, bestial, and and it just doesn't work out. Obviously, you got to set it right according to God's plan, Drake. Um, well, yeah. So along with all that, the uh, and then you have here's the biggest here's the biggest <laughs> okay, issue okay. about the plot yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. And then you have Casey's descendant throughout the whole movie just being a slime ball. Who is that? Is that that <laughs> that's Elias Codius? Yeah, that's Elias Coteus. Oh, he's playing that character too. Yes, wow, he's do- good, he, good work. That's for why him. April's like Casey, and then he's like, oh, 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 just and giving he, you dumb eyes the entire time. And he was like a mostly bad guy who who maybe kind of ended up being a good guy. Yeah. At the very end. And then rewatching this film, it's, it's totally understandable of why you see Elias Cody as, uh, today, like embracing his baldness. And then you look at him as Casey. And I was like, Oh, he's wearing a wig the entire time. Yeah. Like I just thought he had a wonderful, luscious hair. Like, no, he's just wearing a wig the entire and now time. Now he's always kind of a slime ball in most, most things that you yeah. see him in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a decent actor and uh, he's weirdly in this movie. He's like weirdly casted. Like I don't know if Casey as Elias Cody's works in the second movie, let alone this movie. He's not in the second movie. I thought he appears in the second movie. He returns. No, he David not. is he He's in not. the second movie? He's in the first movie and he skips the second one. Is that what it is? They said he was too yeah. violent, wow. so they took him out of the second one. Wow, I I have a weird memory of him being in the second movie. Maybe you're not a secret of the use guy that we thought you were. I, I, maybe that's the secret this whole time. <laughs> not enough fights is my main issue with this movie. I wanted more martial arts. They they don't even have like a really good fight until forty five minutes into the movie. I need more. These these are ninja turtles, not just turtles running around being teenagers. 
I need them to be teenage ne- <laughs> teenage mutant ninja turtles. That's that's where they get, that's where they really uh, thrive for me. And a couple of those fights were good, but there could have been a lot more. Could have uh, been longer. He was in the original one. Yeah. The final the final fight uh, left a little to be desired, but you know. I just yeah, needed more. There was more. nothing in that final fight. I mean, what was the most action? He chopped off the the guy's hair. Yeah. Like, like nothing, nothing really you know, happened. Blame the budget for that one. That's all I gotta say. The stunt yeah. choreographer, maybe. I don't know. They they could have really used some help there. Uh, one of the trivia's was a stunt choreographer that they tried to hire couldn't get a U.S. visa in time, so he wasn't able to be a part of the movie. So maybe that is they were really counting. Then why didn't they film this movie in Vancouver? Like they they should have just done Canada and just got it <laughs> over with. If that was the, if that was the main point of issue, For one guy they're gonna just say, yeah, let's just make all the fight sequences. Terrible. Well, they probably hired another guy, and that guy just wasn't as good. I don't know. Who was it? Rex Quando. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what were, what was another? Uh, are you for real for you, David? Is there anything else we're we're missing? Like things that didn't work? A lot. Of, well, yeah, a lot of the film was not. A, <laughs> yeah, not, you can not, give us some some lowlights that you got. I, I just think the the whole plot is just not, nothing of this whole time travel worked for me at all, and I think uh, yeah, I'm just not was not a just not a fan of a lot of it. I, I don't have anything. <laughs> Just, 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 you know, if you watch it in in order, from the first to the from first, second, to third, it's kind of like the movie Four Christmases when they go to each house and it's it's like funny in the first house, but then they progressively get worse. (laughs) Kind of like these movies kind of progressively got worse. Four Christmases, future contender. We're gonna do that this Christmas. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Well, there you go. But so, uh, yeah, a lot of this, you know did not work for me i think the whole like hiding the scepter like that also didn't I, I never, you know, very very dumb yep i agree yoshi Raphael like fully has his arc completed just because he sees a kid get mad and he says hey control your anger oh yeah, yeah, oh like, my gosh sudden, he's like uh, anger what a revelation <laughs> yeah now, <laughs> yeah now now he's like oh i've got control over everything now i wasn't just whining through this whole first half of this movie <laughs> It felt like this movie was like an apology for the first film. Basically, it's like, oh, that was way too violent. So let's make this as less violent as possible. And all our all our turtles are nice people. Uh, I think that's that's exactly what happened. This they were just like, we need the kids' version of the kids' movie that we already made. And it's like, oh, do you? Uh, I don't know if you do. And then they decided not not to go through with any of it. Yeah. But they but they decided to make like four huge Japanese sets instead. <laughs> they were like, yeah, let's do a time travel movie where they all speak perfect English because they were trading with the Englishmen at the time. I thought that was a good that was a good loop. Whoever the, when the writer came up with that, he was like, at least they were being historically accurate. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't. I'm sure they didn't speak cowabunga English. Like, there's no way they would have understood uh, American New York slang. Yeah, there wasn't like- enough references. They they tried to drop quite a few, but they. Uh, they were they weren't nearly as funny as the original movie. Yeah, with the yeah, the original movie, Michelangelo, man, he was in his bag with the with the he had the uh, the impressions. He, he had a Rocky speech in there. Yeah, he did. Uh, the first one, <laughs> yeah, which was great. The James uh, Cagney, you dirty the, rat. The Casa, Casablanca, yeah. the Casablanca reference. Yeah. So maybe I'll see it today. Maybe I'll see it tomorrow. I mean, that's the yeah, and the, and that I think that's where they the, love pop culture. All they do they, is watch TV. They have to because they're they're not human. So the only human interactions that they have is within tele, within media. So so right. I, I really enjoy that. Uh, really enjoy those. References. There should have been some like some jet. J- 
maybe they watch anime or something. Well, they then... called it out in the movie. They they're like, we're in Shogun, which Shogun was like a popular dramatic dramatic TV show from the eighties and nineties. So they they had that they had that aspect in it. But yeah, the, 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 when he's trying to speak Japanese, like, oh yeah, Suzuki, Yamaha, <laughs> Wasabi, what mustard? <laughs> and then what what do you think Casey Jones trying to teach him hockey? Uh, you know, it, I think that's a very New York move. Uh, you know the most, it's either that or stickball, the and, most, and they just didn't have the budget. For the most ball. glaring, <laughs> not enough room either in that, in that place. Yeah, you can do some hockey in, tight. in a tight subway terminal. I know the most glaring thing about it is that he tries to teach. Like, is when I was hanging out with some New Jersey folk who are who, by way of New York, they were saying that basket New York's a basketball town. New Jersey's more of a basketball team. Uh, well, they were saying that New York City, basketball city. I mean, when the, New, when New the York. Knicks, when the Knicks are good, it's all about the Knicks. It's all about or, the Knicks, baby. Even when the Knicks are 500, it's all about the Knicks. Well, they, you do more because of parks, I guess, because there's less open fields to do baseball and football. And so you do uh, basketball because it's limited and you can't do so soccer. The only references, yeah. sports references in this movie were A, hockey. And B, baseball. They did a couple of like, hey, you're out of the park. Uh, yeah. sl- Grand Slam Slugger stuff. Right. I just don't think that's that might not be where it's at anymore. Maybe in the Jose Canseco reference in the first film. Yes, the Jose Canseco. Uh, I hope you didn't pay for this bat. <laughs> thing, yeah. There was a – so April's going on a, a summer vacation or just a vacation? I'm just trying to remember. Because there's a reference where he says, man, it's not even playoff hockey yet. You know, uh, Casey says, and it's like playoffs are normally – you know, what's it? Yeah, uh, April to, to June? Yeah. Kind of towards the summer. Yeah. So, so she's, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, so she's, she's going on. Time, the time. March, They're big Mark Messier fans. March vacation. It looked like summer in New York when there's, you know, okay, yeah. maybe, maybe spring. We can give them spring. Early, no, early summer. She's a reporter. She's probably uh, doing like late June, mid-June uh, vacation. Yeah. Uh, not a whole e- lot going though, on. But the playoffs have already started by then. So maybe this, she's not a sports reporter. She's some, just a reporter. Yeah, maybe some timelines. She hasn't been hired by MSG TV yet or <laughs> SNY. Are there any good any good stuff from this movie that we uh, wanted to point out? I want to shout out the British lackeys. The British lackeys in this film really uh, made the the comedic chops. Really for me. gave me Pirates of the Caribbean vibes. Yeah, major Pirate of the Caribbean vibes. I start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, that's not the. That's hello, not, hello, puppet. It's not the first time uh, that someone's made that face at me. Um, <laughs> or when they get wet willied, when they get freaked out by seeing the turtles for the first time, uh, when uh, Niles gives himself a wet willy just to run away. <laughs> really like the 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 little uh, that was real humor. Yeah, henchman so humor. I really enjoyed. henchman humor. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Our, our dance sequence is back. I, I want to circle back on this. Our dance sequence is back because you have Barbie with major dance sequences great, happening. Great dancing. We watch these dance sequences in the third one, and I, I want to say I hate them, but I don't. Um, Watching the turtles do that choreography dance where they put their arms up. The, the bushwhacker, bush, the bushwhacker dance, man. Dance. It, I think it, that does. It feels so aged, but I it's it's a train wreck. I can't. I just can't look away. I could probably watch that for. 20, that needs to be 25 a minutes. That needs to be a gift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like uh, anything in life, you know, things from the past 30 years later become uh, popular again. So maybe the dance sequences are back, you know, just. Uh, I'm pulling that in the club next time. Just take things from the past. I'm doing the make... bushwhacker dance next time I'm in a dance yeah. club. <laughs> uh, the only other shout out was to the score. 
Really enjoyed the score. I thought it was Angelo Badalamenti for a minute because it was very uh, Twin Peaksy. Okay. Turns out it wasn't. It was not. It's Eric Lelouz of the of the band Modern Romance. Oh, Modern Romance, yeah. known for the hit song uh, something. Search me. Search, <laughs> search me. I haven't heard that one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, real uh, Nick, you have anything else you wanted to shout out? That you really I did. Like? I did like the costumes. I thought they were. Uh, I thought they, I did too. They, they were a little clean. Practical it, effects. In David's defense, he didn't watch this in order. We just watched the third one, and then you rewatched it, and I watched the first one. That's where I was like, okay, I could tell the difference between a Henson and an all effects company. These yeah. ones look more like robots than the other ones, right. but uh, the muscular, the muscular tone of all of them. Okay, I'm they okay. were shredded. Yeah, shred- shredded in a good way. I mean, yeah, that's why Shredder's always after him. He just wants to know their workout routine. He's like. Yeah, what are you guys doing down there? No, I really like the practical effects and the practical uh, stunts that happened, especially on the horses, them f- falling out of the the poop chute. Makes sense that they can't ride horses. That that checks out. That to was me. a good joke. Yeah. yeah, really enjoyed that. It doesn't check the out. Fire. To me, uh, the, yeah, I guess Japanese people would get used to just seeing these giant turtles walking. Seeing around. Walker just blow things up with the cannons. Having like a four shot cannon. That I was love that he loved talking about his cannon too. He's like, I can, get, I can get him with the cannon. And you're like, no, you. Can't. I mean, cannons aren't that effective, Walker. I don't really yeah. don't see where you're coming with yeah. all these things. When he dies in the movie, yeah, it doesn't actually die. He gets he gets uh, uh, miraculously swept away to uh, the Texas uh, Gulf and then becomes uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. That's how it happened. Yeah, that's why Texas loves their guns. Okay, time to do who worked and who did not in the movie. Who was the best part of the movie? David, who was the best? I would say Michelangelo. Okay. They let him cook. In this movie, so I'd say he's, he's the best person in this film. He really is. Uh, uh, he's shouting out to my inner Gemini. We talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> I want to be Michelangelo, but in truth, I am Raphael. Who are you, David? Who do you most identify with turtle wise? Turtle wise. Wow. That's a great question. <clears throat> um, I remember when I was growing up, <laughs> my brother was always, he was always a big Raphael fan. It was funny. He's just a lot. He liked the arrogance of uh, of Raphael. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. you know Leonardo, Leonardo. I think would would work for me. Like you know, I don't know if I'm a leader even keeled Leo. I think you're a leader. You're a leader. You're a leader. I'm not, I'm not like a leader like him. You know, <laughs> maybe people like, like you know disrespect me. Like maybe like the least like the least leader like in all three movies though was was him in this movie. Yeah. I yeah. felt like so that was maybe I'll, I'll say I could I, him. Yeah. I'll take the Michelangelo because I uh, I fall in love quickly and fall in love hard. I'm also uh, ugly. You also <laughs> love pizza. <laughs> and I love pizza. I love making jokes. I don't have impressions down yet, but uh, so that maybe is where you come in, Michelangelo wise. All I have is Australian. That is also British and Irish. And, and Irish, yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other things. Uh, I'll I'll agree. I think all the turtles worked. All the turtles worked. Yeah, um, I mean, they tried. They 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 did their they did their thing. They know? weren't the best for me. The best ha- had to be the British uh, two British leads, specifically Niles or Walker. But then also um, honorable mention to the Daimyo to uh, show. Yeah, uh, is that the name? Show shoe. Sap Sab Sab Shimono Sab shoe Shimono Sab Shimono. Mister Shimono, my apologies. Who was the worst in this movie? Real quick, Splinter's voice actor felt like he phoned in in the entire time. Not a big fan of the voice actor Splinter. After watching the fifteen hundred dollars himself, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was in rehab. He switched I mean, places with Felton. If I was only being paid fifteen hundred dollars to voice Splinter, I would have phoned it into. I would have been like, "Come on, you guys got to get I'm the iconic character." I feel like a, a Splinter's uh, puppet was waist up 
only two because that's all yeah. you see. He's yeah. not. You don't see him running around doing no. things like he did in the first couple. The of first one, Splinter is legit. Splinter yeah. is very good. Yeah. And, and he says a lot of great lines in it. Very Just nice. dropping knowledge constantly. Love it. Love it. Who didn't work for you, Nick? Uh, uh, I'll just go April. Yeah, I wanted to say April, but I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, I know. Like, but like, what, April. Yeah, what else can she do is really what it comes down to. Um, she could have pulled. She could have really leaned into that witch accusation. Yeah, I liked all. The, <laughs> I liked all the voice acting. That was. It just sounded like Bill and Ted. They just literally just cut bad to copy versions of Bill and bad, Ted. Bill, bad Bill and Ted. There was a lot of that in this yeah. that I was like, you know. It's good nostalgia, but it's also... Bad Bill and Ted, which is in reference to a bad Spicoli. So it's like, it just, it's yeah. like playing telephone with Spicoli. Yeah. Who was the worst uh, in the movie to you, David? I just, I wouldn't, you know, he wasn't like awful, but like, you know, the Casey Jones character was, wasn't underutilized. So I just think it was just unnecessary to have him. If you're just going to have, yeah. why have him just to just sit around? I mean, if you're going to use his actor prowess just to use it in the uh, time travel version of him bring back the fr- bring back the kid from the first movie to be the babysitter like that would be a yeah. better chaperone that, to that, me. that actually makes more sense like hey we haven't seen you in a while how yeah. about you hang out around here and all of a sudden you're showing these guys around town i'm know? gonna show you guys how, how americans wear their bandanas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do like the bandanas over the eyes yeah uh, uh, replace. Okay, so our favorite category, category because uh, we are in a punch drunk love year. Um, replace a this uh, being character. a punch. This being a punch movie. Yeah, this being a major punch movie. Uh, replace anything with a punch drunk lover. So Paul Thomas Anderson directs, or you have Philip Seymour Hoffman, Adam Sandler, Emily Watson, Luis Guzman as any uh, element of this film. Nick, what do you got? Uh, I say you replace. Casey with Adam Sandler as a New York basketballer. Oh, and he hangs takes out. takes him to Rucker Park. He hangs out with those uh, the Japanese guys that come over, you know, parties with them, does a lot of that, like Johnny McEnroe and Mr. D. Johnny Mac, Johnny McEnroe, a lot of that stuff. in like uh, I would Mr. like a Deeds. scene where where Adam Sandler takes him to Rucker Park and it's just a team of point guards playing against all these like <laughs> monsters. <laughs> In Brooklyn, just their ball movement is incredible. Just, they just insane stop. speed. They're passing balls through legs all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. They're Adam, all Jason Williams, is what I'm trying yeah, to get. Yeah, at. and Adam Sandler is the point god of it all. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, he's the he's the James Harden carrying all those uh, point <laughs> okay. guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, uh, David, what do you got? So I have to go with those those options. Right? Th- those are your options. Me? Those are your options. Yeah, PTA directs, or you have Hoffman, Sandler, Watson, Guzman, or Luis. What if I said Emily Watson for uh, April O'Neil? Yeah, go. I was thinking about that as well. That I think that's a good that's a good move, especially around this time of uh, this time of uh, of cinematic history. Emily Watson be up and coming. Uh, I think she's doing a lot of British roles, and and this would be a nice change of pace. Just just recasting April one once, twice, three times a lady. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> might as well do. Might as well do that. Yeah. Um. But 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 we're all uh we're all bearing the lead here. You're gonna have Luis Guzman as Splinter. Uh, yeah. He's a Puerto Rican rat. <laughs> he he gets the mutation and he's spouting some Puerto Rican wisdom the entire time. And 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 the fact that this version of Splinter could be like he's a black belt in in kung fu because that was like down the street from from uh, where he grew up in you know outside outside uh, Spanish Harlem. What you're saying works works for me. Works for me. Come that's on, how, I think that's how you, that's how you make it fresh to it. In my opinion. 
Yeah. There was a Kurt Russell shout out. Kurt Russell shout you. out for the quotes. And then uh, the Where's Michelangelo? Donatello goes, uh, I don't know. Last time I saw him, he was going, la, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> What about when uh, April's showing her leg and then they, they make reference to it and they. they oh, yeah. Schwing. Yeah. The big Wayne's, Wayne's World uh, shout out right <laughs> yeah, there, too. Yeah. yeah. And womenizing shout out. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. That was hot. That Love was that hot. for the 90s. Into that. She hey, was, she was on vacation. Leave her alone. She was on vacation. <laughs> now it's time for the games portion of the evening. Oh, uh, one quick, real quick thing. Make it fresh. Just bring in a real bad guy. We're, we're going to segue into it. Make a real bad guy from the comics. It doesn't have to be Shredder. Yeah. It can be like Krang. Well, I guess. Bebop. I guess in the uh, in the OGs, Shredder does go back in time. He does. And they have to go. They have to chase him. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, Turtles in Time is the game. Is why not do Why not Shredder. do that? That's yeah. that, that sounds good. Shredder's dropping all of his cronies in little points in time, like the Wild West, Pirate Ship. Uh, 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 the moon landing. That sounds sick. Yeah. Do that in a movie. Yeah. I guess they didn't have the budget there, so whatever. It's a lot of money. It yeah, should have just been the video game <laughs> as soon as the time travel happened. It's just them watching the game being played. That's yeah. the audience. Bebop what? and Rocksteady would have been, you know, I guess the call, maybe. Uh, the two uh, sam- samurais? <laughs> so they could... Uh, the Honor Guard? Yeah, could. The Honor Guard's honor. Yeah, have a good fight. Have Who a- honored the Honor Guard? Maybe when those two honor guards come back, they get replaced. You know, there's there's a lot of work to be done there. Speaking of uh, all the characters from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, let's get to the top five. Top five for the top five. We're gonna do our just our top five personal favorite characters from favorite characters Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um. So we got a lot. Uh. The the obviously the four turtles. Yes. You have Casey O'Neill, April, and Splinter. Yep. You have the big bad and Shredder, Super Shredder to you to ooze feds. Oozheads out there. Oozheads. <laughs> um, you have uh, the two lackeys to Shredder, Bebop and Rocksteady. You have another big bad from the animated series, uh, Krang, who is basically the brain inside the tummy of the big giant guy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's Krang. Yeah. And then... Uh, I and saw then, somebody do a Halloween costume of Krang once. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Weird. Yeah, pretty neat. And then uh, Taka and Razor. Those are those are the main, main-ish characters I picked out. I don't out. think we're going to get any farther than them. I Dave, don't think so. David, did you have any other characters to add? Uh, D-Chones? Uh, nope, nope, nope. All right. No, really. Okay, let's. Um, uh, David, take us away. What's your What's your five? I would have to go. What if I said I only want three turtles? Uh, I don't think Donatello. I mean, he's just uh, just a nerd. They did. Know, they did, they did drop a couple of geeks. Michelangelo, Leonardo. <laughs> yeah, geeks yeah. on him. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna go Michelangelo, Don, uh, Donatello, Leonardo. Excuse me, uh, Michelangelo, Raphael, uh, Leonardo. Okay. And then I'll throw in Shredder and. and and uh, Casey. Casey's your K- number one. Casey. Oh, no, was just no. I wasn't going in ranking. I was just listening. No ranking. Order. Okay. Oh, no ranking. No. Let's let's do. Yeah, no let's ranking. finally do what Steven likes to do. No ranking. <laughs> no. No. no We're no, gonna no. do that. No. We I gotta give some rank. Yeah. Rank the, rank those five for yeah, us. I'll so get those some those are your okay, five. I'll okay. I'll go. All right. Also, I'll go one. Uh, Raph. Two. Uh, two. Leonardo. Th- three. Michelangelo. I'll go four. Shredder. Five. Casey. Really, you're putting you're putting Shredder deep down the list. Doesn't have many lines, but very very menacing, especially in the first one. Okay, very menacing guy. I, was, I remember being afraid when I was uh, when I was younger. I was like, Whoa. okay, he's got his foot people, you know, slapping April. The Foot around. Clan, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is a direct reference to Daredevil because Daredevil fights the hand. I love the. So oh, I, I, was, I, I don't know where I could have brought this up, but. I remember reading about how uh, the ooze that was slipped was the same ooze that like it like hit 
Basically the same way that, that Matt Murdock got his powers yeah. was that how the turtles got their powers. For and real? Oh, yeah. Down to the sewer, and then, then that's where the turtles got the... Yeah, the sto- story is Matt Murdock gets sprayed by the truck like in the Ben Affleck Daredevil, and then in the turtles, uh, a truck spills onto a bowl of uh, baby turtles, and then the turtles fall into the sewer, and they got ooze all over themselves, and then the rat comes up to them, and then the rat gets all that gets oozed on, and then they all they all mutate into. So uh, the new MCU is gonna the multiverse is gonna there's gonna be a turtles in it. Basically, in 15 years, we'll have the uh, Daredevil. Uh, it's not turtles. it's not the same truck. Not it's the, the same, same origin story, oh, but like okay. but yeah, the, because turtles aren't necessarily a Marvel franchise. I'm into it. I'm into it. Correct. Okay, what are your one through five, Stephen? Uh, if we're or, gonna do, yeah, a quick rapid fire here. Yeah, do it. Um, I'm gonna go five through one. My number five going to be uh Casey because he's Casey. Grew up with that guy. Know that guy real well. Number four, um, I'm gonna give it to uh, to uh, 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 to Taka. Taka. Taka was great in the ooze. Big ooze guy. Okay, you uh, allegedly. Uh, no, not allegedly. <laughs> this, is, this is truth. Truth bound. Truth bound pod. Um, my number three, I'm gonna give it to Shredder. He's the one of the best bad guys of all time. Uh, number two is gonna have to go to uh, the the. the 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 best bad guy because he's so weird it's Krang because he's a super genius but he just so happens to be a pile of pink pink boo 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 yeah and then number one obviously Michelangelo he's the coolest um, wow Michelangelo he's what everybody he's who everybody wants to be I'm sorry Nick what do you think did I, when I was a kid I remember everybody wanted to be Leonardo everybody wants to be the leader so yeah so that's the very like short sighted uh, kid kid dream the forever dream is like I just want to eat pizza and throw some nunchucks around yeah i'm gonna go back to my i'm gonna do my childhood top five so this is the order that i would like them and then so i'm gonna go one number one leonardo okay because he's blue he's got double swords wow uh, it's really impossible to compete with that hanging out with the serenios yeah uh, and then uh (laughs) number two we're going michelangelo because he's got the jokes Everybody wants to be Michelangelo. I'm sorry. Number three, I'm gonna go Splinter. We got a we got a Yoda figure, but he's a, he's he's grimier. He's cool. He's a rat. He's, he's got a, a staff. He's fucking rocks shit all the time. So gotta love him there. Uh, number four, number four, I'm gonna go Bebop and Rocksteady as a want- as a one as a one piece. <laughs> You can have one. The other one's honorable mention. Oh, come on. They're both like... They, They're both great. One's a Bebop rhino. and Rocksteady. One's a rhino. One's a... Hippo? What was Ooh, the other one? What man. is the other one? You you're, you're lost me right there. I'll go Rocksteady then. Even though Bebop... Is warthog. A, warthog and a rhino. Warthog. Yeah. yeah. Sweathog. I'll go Rocksteady is my four. Rocksteady the rhino. And my number five, uh, rounding it out. I'll put in Donatello. You know why not? You know, big three, big old three. I'm gonna add three turtles turtle guys over here, huh? Well, okay. Yeah, because nobody, Krang, Shredder, Taka, <laughs> are your two through four? It's just unbelievable. <laughs> Krang's an amazing supervillain. It's by just the way. like Shredder is the one of the greatest supervillains. Taka above Shredder's Casey. up there with Bison. Taka above Casey is crazy. Uh, Sh- no, Shredder does deserve does deserve to be. Casey in top only one. gets mediocre because of Elias Cotius. That's okay. that's what it is. Okay, I just didn't want to choose Shredder again. You know, and why not? Uh, Shredder Shredder looks cool. The fight scene with him and him getting crushed by the garbage truck is one of the best childhood fight scenes I could ever recall. It's pretty solid. Pretty solid. Uh, and now let's uh, do our final game. New mutant. New mutant. The new mutant. Uh, 
My only question for my own prompt is, are we going to do, do they have to be ninjas? They should be ninjas. Like the turtles you're given new, like it's not turtles. We're picking new animals. Teenage Mutant Ninja blank. Teenage Mutant Ninja blank. Yeah. yeah. Who who's the next generation? Who for the for the Gen Alpha out there? Uh, what animals are they going to get behind? What are we going to do? Great yeah. question. Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I, I'm going to stick. I'm going to keep it in New York. Actually, no, I'm going to go. We're going to go. We're going to change things up a little bit. We're going to stay in the water realm, though. We're going to stay in the sewers, but we're going to go San Francisco. And it's going to be otters. We got otters as our new. Uh, everybody loves otters. Them as mutants. They are, they're already a playful bunch. Like sea otters? Yeah, sea otters. Not like river otters? River otters, Monterey Bay otters, you know, the ones that we see every day around here. They're local, you know, so they're, they're not out of place. Uh, they would, they're slippery. They're slimy. They're, they could end up being pretty good at martial arts, in my opinion. I just think there's a lot there to work with. They can they can stand on their hind legs, so when they uh, when they do stand up, it won't be like disorienting. You know, when turtles get arms and legs, it, it ended up being a little weird. Maybe mm-hmm. otters, it'll be a little weird, but they'll look more like bears. But I think that uh, the kids will be into it. They're also mischievous in a good way. Uh, if anybody knows about Otter Eight Forty One, who's been kicking surfers off their surfboard and still at large, they have tried to catch her multiple times. Uh, they're not able to catch up. Yeah. So uh, that's my choice. That's my new mutant. And uh, they eat things mutant. on their tummy. T M N O T M N O. And yeah, they they crush things on their stomach and they use rocks as their weapons and stuff. Yeah. 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 Something there. Something there. There's something. something I don't know there. what it is, but there's something. <laughs> okay. Uh, David, you got an animal? If not, I have one. Uh, yeah, you know, I recently just saw like a bear just sitting in a, in a jacuzzi at someone's house. So I was thinking, well, you know, what if a bear got infected with the ooze? Yeah, ooze, <laughs> ooze bears. <laughs> and you could have one of the four different types of bears. I just want maybe. something that yeah. could have that has hands or somewhat some kind of hands that they could. Make, yeah, you, know, you get like you a know. sun bear. You get like yeah. a grizzly, a brown bla- brown bear, and a black bear. Yeah. The brown bear and black bear are weirdly enough twins. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's some diversity too. There you go. I like that. <laughs> brown bears and black bears. My name's Kodiak. My <laughs> name's Sierra. My my name's Han. <laughs> um, I'm gonna stay in the the reptilian and amphibious realm, and go with teenage mutant ninja, ex exodals. Axolotls. Axolotls. Also known as the Mexican walking fish. Oh. Uh, they you know them because they have like flo- like weird like feather type things on their head. They're pink. They're very cute and cuddly. And they're salamanders. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I didn't know what it was until you said it, but now I've se- I've seen these little guys a lot before. They are going to be in the next Black Panther as Namor's uh, uh, henchmen. Is that true? The they are going to be the Mexican walking fish, and they're going to be like looking hybrid like, and they're going to be attacking people, and they and instead of loving pizza and ca- and cowbunga culture, okay, they're super into tacos and Morrissey because they're Mexican. Okay. <laughs> 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 you know you're onto something. I don't know what it is, but you're onto something. Yeah. So, uh, no, I, I like I, the way they look. They appeal to everybody because they're pink. We're in a pink age now. Yeah, you're right. The pink oh, age. Oh yeah, Barbie ushered in a new age. I yeah. forgot. Also, yeah. you know, nuclear fission. 
Um, that's how they get mutated, thanks to Oppie. That's how. That's how it is. Oh uh, yeah, Oppenheimer. Yeah, is in there too. Okay, I, I'm into it. I think you're. I think we're onto something. Yeah, nuclear mutations. Uh, speaking of nuclear mutations, final thoughts, Nick. Is this better than the Big Green? Wow. Is is this better than the Big Green? If we were doing the first one, I would say yes. If we were doing the yeah. third one, which we are, I'm going to say no. Yeah, it's a big maybe. I'm on the fence. I don't think I can give an answer. I think I need to rewatch Big Green again. I that's think we homework. need to rewatch the Big Green. Yeah, it's yeah. My, it's we've my been homework. saying this for weeks I, now. I would have to agree. I have to. Re- I would have to see the Big Big Green again. But if you were to, if, if I had to make a call right now, I would yeah. say that the third Ninja Turtle film better than the Big Green. But, but you know. I'd have to make a rewatch and then make a final decision. But the third movie is seriously lacking Steve Gutenberg. That's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> TMNT three. If it had Gutenberg in it, then yeah, it would it would win hand well, over. I thought you were a soccer guy now, David. You you've switched over to the soccer guy, and you're not gonna you're not gonna rep the big green. I, it wasn't even a thought to even watch the film. <laughs> Damn, there's there's not enough French soccer in it for you with your PSG. Oh yeah, I only I, I only messed with the Europeans. I'm sorry, yeah. Saint Germain, fi- yeah. finest the course. <laughs> um, re-rate this film. I'm gonna give it 31. percent It's above. It's above the fold. It's above the fold. It it belongs in the uh, the the rotten but not real rotten category. Uh, the the 2014 one is 21. percent So I'm right. going to give this 24. I think mm. it's still I think it still is in the range, and I'm glad we got to do it. But I do think it's better than that movie. It's for sure better than the Michael Bay films, both of them. But the the second one got 37 or something. So whatever. What would you give it, David? Oh man. Uh... I think it's below the twenty-five percent threshold. I think it. I think it stays in the uh, twenty. I would give it a one percent higher. One percent <laughs> higher. Hey, that's a bump. A bump's a bump. Bump's a bump. We'll take it. Um, if you had a blurb, David, what would your blurb be? Don't go back in time and watch this film. I guess. Hey, hey. <laughs> take back your. There hours. it is. <laughs> uh, I have one thing to say um, that when I was reading final uh, thoughts, a little bit about this. Yeah. um, I didn't know there was a documentary on this, uh, on the Ninja Turtle films um, that I was, when I was reading this, like a wide release documentary, like uh, it's called 2014 turtle power. Oh, Peter Laird, the creator. Yeah. He says he disliked the third film. Yes. Kevin Eastman said that, you know, he said, what we tried to do with the third movie was to make it as good as of a story as we could. We went through a painstaking level of do's and don'ts, what they could and couldn't do. We wanted something that would be good for all ages again. I call movie one the best, movie two the worst, movie three halfway in between. That's what he said in 2014. Wow, Eastman wow. really being a critical right there. Yeah. I, I don't know about two being the worst. I thought yeah. three was worse than two. But, I agree. But man, that's... That, Three is already worse because you don't have the ninja rap in. Right, we do need actually, David. Before we go, we do need your impromptu top five of all turtle properties that you've that you've oh that consumed. you've consumed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've assumed. Okay, so I would go. You know, like in college football, college sports, when they do the votes, they have like the parentheses of like you know all the like all the voters, like how many voted for first place. All the first place votes go to the first Ninja Turtle film. Just yes. the first one, the first live it's like action. Unanimous, it's unanimous number one. So Incredible. everything below that, I don't really, uh, you know, I, it's hard for me to acknowledge. Yeah. I would go, because I, I don't, you know, this new Michael Bay ones, well, eh, so I'd probably go 
Ooze 2, and then I'd probably do the two Michael Bay films as 3-4. Okay. And I'd go to the 07. The 07 animated. Okay. Animated film as number five. We're going to do a follow-up with you later in the year and see what you think of uh, Mutant Mayhem, because I'm, I'm curious. Your, your yeah, thoughts. I'm really excited to check it out. Uh, I really hope it, um, it reinvigorates the franchise and it's, it's something fresh and new, because they actually look like kids. Like all, and then you see yeah. all these other movies. They they seem like they're all like you know. Even though they say they're teenagers, they the Michael Bay it. ones are insane. insane. They're like they're mon- turtle human monsters. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> that allegedly remember, are from outer space. The original concept was that they were from outer space and not mutants. So yeah, well, yeah. I remember when I saw the trail. I was like, man, they look ugly. I was like, no, you know, don't want to be rude about the. They look terrifying. The turtle community, but uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I like turtles. I like turtles. <laughs> um, you, did you say your blurb? Oh, yeah. Uh, my blurb is, I've been punched in the face and had more fun than this movie. Hey, you know, you should you should go to the octopus. Also, I like turtles. I like turtles. I, I, I like turtles. I just don't like these ones. <laughs> uh, my blurb is, uh, these heroes on a half shell didn't rock me, feller. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oysters, Rockefeller. Heroes in a half shell, Rockefeller. Yeah. Secret societies. They, there was no theme song for this one either, so that was an issue. That no, it's uh, <laughs> what's the beginning song? Uh, love rocking. I love rocking. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's uh, Tarzan boy. That's the Tarzan boy. Yeah. Uh, real recommendations. I'll do mine real quick. Silo, Silo, Philo, the Philo. Apple, the Apple Show. The Apple Show, starring Rebecca Ferguson and um, and Common. Okay, I've heard, I've heard good things. It's good. It's good. Recommend it. Can't wait for season two. Uh, David, what's your rear rec? Uh, I'm really in on this show. Hijack, also Apple TV. Oh, yeah. Idris. Yeah. Stringer. Uh, that's uh, really good. I, I actually got so into him being this, you know, trying to solve it type of guy, you know, in this show. Mm. That, watching uh, Luther. I, <laughs> yes, I had to download Tubi and uh, check out. And sign wow, up Luther's only on Luther. Tubi? Wow! Yeah, it's the only place I could get it. So Terrible. Add a new streaming service to my rotation. I thought, I thought he just made a Netflix movie. I thought Netflix. He was did. Luther. So there yeah. was a Netflix. It looks like a Netflix Luther film, but his show, the show's not on Netflix. So it was like, Wild. I don't want to just jump the gun and just watch that film first. Yeah. Gotta enjoy the journey. Yeah. And to get to the movie. So, I didn't know that uh, Hijack was Idris solving crime. He, well, he's like he's um, doing something. Yeah, he's like a negotiator is his job. And so he's on this flight. And the cool thing about it, it's seven episodes and a seven hour flight. So basically every hour is like an hour. It's like 24. So yeah. It's like a real timer. Yeah. So that's really cool. So um, Okay, I'm into that. Been enjoying that. Uh, real wreck, Nick. Uh, I'll do a book. Okay. Written by a screenwriter. Aurora is the name of the Borealis? book. Uh, written by. In this hemisphere? Written by David Coep. David Kep. Kep. Yep, David Kep. Who also wrote uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, big uh, big screenwriter. He's, Huge he's, screenwriter. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's big, written, written a couple novels. This big one, silver This screen. one I probably read in like two and a half days. It was real easy, breezy read. Uh, about a sun flare shorting the grid and causing mm-hmm. uh, the nation to go hyper-local. And uh, pretty interesting stuff. David Kep, who's going to have a couple of his movies um, appear on our podcast, specifically um, Mordecai. Mordecai. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But he also uh, wrote uh, Indiana Jones I, and Crystal Skull. Mordecai's going to be the last movie we're ever going to do. No. <laughs> Since it's not The Postman. Please make it the final movie. <laughs> Since it's not The Postman. He also wrote uh, The Mummy, uh, the, the, the 2017 Mummy. Oh, uh, the bat. We did that, didn't yeah. we? No, we did not. Um, and he also did Zathura. Okay. Zathura's not bad. Jumanji in space. I'll take it. Jumanji in space. Anyway, yeah. If you're if people are reading books still, Aurora is an easy read. He wrote your favorite movie of all time, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Wow. Not, not my favorite movie of all yeah, time. Yeah, you love that movie. Tenth favorite movie of all time. Wow. Death Becomes Her. As and well. as as of this taping on uh as we do this, I'm looking back on my HBO Max app and, and all those new turtle films are all back. They're all back. They're back? They took them away from us and just to bring them all back, baby. What? Are you fucking kidding? Okay, I guess I don't. <laughs> Cut that part out, Kyle. I guess I know what I'm doing. Watching the ooze. Yeah, you need to get oozy with it. The secret of the ooze. Yeah, um, get, the ooze get back to me on that. I would love your thoughts on the ooze. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out today. We'll and the vanilla ice appearance towards the end. Of yeah, it. the ninja rap. The ninja rap really binds that, that movie together. Is that true? Super Shredder. Yeah. I think that's underrated. They should have had a little more Super Shredder. I think. Uh, yeah, a little bit more, yeah, a little bit more Kevin Nash and a little bit more bad guy from Tron. That's what they needed. Um, David, thank you so much for being on the pod. We will, we will see you back for sure, uh, probably for TMNT 2014. Um, <laughs> or we we could diversify. We'll figure something out. Yeah, we can always diversify. Uh, Liam Neeson's newest movie is coming out. I think at later this year, possibly that one about the car. Sure. And he fights a car? Does yeah. he fight a car? No, he can't. He, the car is driving, and he gets a call, and it says, there's bombs under your seats, and we'll tell, we'll be able to tell oh. if you... Oh, speed. So it's basically speed. Oh, okay. Uh, well, but, how about this? You know, I saw the Equalizer 3 is coming out. Give me a... Uh, I think there's a Denzel film in there that uh, we could... Uh, we oh, could does Denzel do. have an under? That's... This, uh, this is... This is No, I don't think so. He does have a... He does have this, though. I'm drunk now. <laughs> that one clip from flight yeah where he where he's drunk uh let's see denzel two movies under 25 one of which we've already done and one with oh yeah gonna, we did john q we're yeah. gonna redo it with you david yeah re-q the re-q the re-q <laughs> what's his other film that he's uh uh there's a movie called heart condition from 1990 that is under oh 25. it's like a i know what the i think we looked this up he's like he had he gets oh, a new yeah. heart he gets a white guy's heart or something like yes that, that is kind of funny his two heart films are two of his worst yeah <laughs> yeah he got he no heart yeah. sea devil stole it from him we can we can go hall of fame though he has two hall of famers uh under 30 percent and one is roman js roman roman esquire no 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 that yeah. wasn't low enough uh man on fire surprisingly 38 percent which yeah. seems what? it's seems a remake kind, it seems pretty fucked up that that's to be uh, honest well. it's a remake that's, I, don't that's know, why man. I don't know man uh for queen and country is is 29 percent that I think movie that's a rom-com right you know that's he's got a he's holding a gun in the picture he He's in love with. He's his a gun. decorated paratrooper discharged from the British military, so he's a Brit maybe in that movie. Uh, and then Bone Collector, twenty eight percent. Oh yeah, Bone Collector. I yeah. would love to do Bone Collector. That's a good Hall of Fame. It could be real fun to do Bone. Maybe Collector. Evangelina Jolie comes back and makes a movie. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. We'll look into that one when she makes the prequel to, to Beowulf as Grendel's mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the worst movies I've ever seen in theaters. <laughs> Beowulf. I am Beowulf. Yeah, tough, tough, tough. Uh, we will get you back on, David. Thank you for coming on. And as we always say, uh, keep it real. Stay rotten. And of course, always swing from the vines.
Some films are ripe, some films are rotten We like our potatoes are gratin You watch a film, but you can't even But here comes Nick and Steve And they break it down, they turn it out And when it was over, you on to shout I want my money back that was real rotten Real fucking rotten Yeah.